0: Amen. You guys grab your Bibles or or electronic devices, stand to your feet, repeat. Hey, Kate, Eduardo over there. All right. Good morning. All right. Y'all repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me. And I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. Will I be the same? God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, what, a, what a weekend. What a weekend we have and, and still and, and finishing and oh, some of the things I'm going to do about but, but uh, stay usable is what we're going to preach about today. And make sure you stay available for God. There's nothing too hard for God. Everybody say amen. I'll prompt you. I'll help you out. I'll tell you when to say amen. I'll, I'll tell you when it's good. Right? And it's like, it's good. Amen to that. Now listen, here's the deal. Here's, here's the two options we got. And you got to think about it. Is it, is it. is it worse to grieve the Holy Spirit or quench the Holy Spirit? And here's the one. Let me tell you the difference. Grieving the Holy Spirit is when you, when you sin or make a mistake. That, that grieves God. All right. And quenching it is when you won't get up from your mistake to serve God. Which is worse. Cause most people say, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want, a hypocrite don't accept forgiveness. That's a hypocrite. A hypocrite will, will go make a mistake and stay there. Okay. It's one thing to make a mistake. It's another thing to let the mistake make you. Amen. Right? And so, so when you, when you, when you come up short, right? Romans three twenty three, and this is, this is our derbs. This hit on this morning, Romans three twenty three said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. And he knew all would sin and fall short of the glory. But if everybody that sins quits, nobody's serving the glory of God. Okay? So that means God has called us to get back up because what is the greater message that Christ died for our sins? And to receive that forgiveness is a powerful message. God don't care about your shame. He don't care about your guilt. He died for it. So he said, get up, stay usable. Stay usable. And and again, when we pray, sometimes we expect, because we prayed for a little while, we expect God to answer immediately. And when God doesn't answer immediately, we think, well, it didn't work. Sure it did. It takes time. It takes time. You have to let things stay in the ground long enough. Long enough. I I remember we were gonna um, we were gonna try to grow some. uh, Man, I gotta make sure I say this right, because my hood is coming back. I I can't think of any other word. But we're gonna grow grow some herbs, spices, 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 oregano and all them, you know. And they died, cause I kept checking. He's, miracle had bought me that for my birthday. Now, my gifts are not difficult. My gifts are simple. Give me a blower for the yard. You got got a juicer for my birthday. Food processor. I'm that kind of brother. I'll get my own watch. You give me that stuff. But they all died. And you know why? Because she got me a little portable, the little, <laughs> gosh, why can't I think of words? It's not potty, because that's what I want to say, portable potty. It's a little potter with the dirt in it, where you can grow. It's a tin. uh, I kept shaking the thing every day. Seed never stood a chance. Seed never stood a chance. We plant some in there, miracle goes. Is it growing? No, because I'm looking right at it. And if you don't let your prayer go away, and you begin to beg God instead of praise God, you're basically digging up the seed you're planting. You got to stay usable. Are you, and y'all heard this, user-friendly? In the morning time, are you user-friendly? I got to have my cup of coffee. Well, who's your God? Cup of coffee, cup of Jesus. Well, I'm better with the cup of coffee. I'm going to tell you that now. Now, you, you go on. I hear your little sermon, Pastor, but if I don't get that coffee in me, uh, he put it there. For me to use. And you got a problem with it. I think it's what Jesus used to help me get through. Stay usable. Stay, stay in that place. And so in Matthew chapter 14, verse 15 through 21, it says that when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now passed. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and, and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fish. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitudes to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and two fish. And, and looking up into heaven, he blessed and brake, and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitudes. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that had eaten were about five thousand men, besides women and children. Now, think about that—five thousand men, besides women and children. Let's just say fifteen. Let's just say they only had one child. We know they had more than that. That's fifteen thousand people with a Culver's two-piece fish dinner. With, with the bread, you got the extra bread, the Cane's bread. we we'll make it the Cane's bread. How are you going to feed 15,000 people with that little? Then the, the other cool part, before we even get there, he said, they said, the disciples says, you've been preaching to them. Now, God, they hungry, send them away. And God said, no, 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 you feed them. And so sometimes we got to quit trying to pray for problems to go away and start feeding it our spirit. And quit trying to get it to chase it away and quit trying to make the hard times go away and start getting hard before God so that the hard things are not harder than what my, my spirit is toward God. See, because my heart gets hard and then I start to think like God just sent him away. That, that co-worker at work, kill him, God. Kill my boss for not giving me a raise. Well, God is not into that, right? That relative that always got some smart to say, make their mouth, give them give them allergies. Make them sneeze the entire time. They have to leave. I know y'all don't pray this stuff. Y'all don't do this. This is not y'all. This is where other church people, This is y'all get along with everybody. I, I like how y'all do it. But, but in the same sense, God says, quit running from problems. You feed them. No matter how big the crowd is, he took what wasn't enough from the little boy who wasn't counted because they only were talking about the men at 5,000. That's the only number they get. But they said, beside women and children, you know good and well as a man, you ain't gonna sit there and eat while your kids are hungry. If you're going to break it, we all going to get a break on that. Oh, y'all too rich for me. Poor people, now you won't eat at Taco Bell, but we used to eat at Taco Bell. You ever you ever split a crunchy taco with somebody because y'all don't have enough? You ever tried to cut it? Because everybody's trying to get an even piece, and then when it shatters, everybody just grab it at one time. You ever been to Taco Bell, y'all? You know, one Taco, all your friends? Yeah. But we realized, get the flour tortilla. You can break that better. And so one of the things that Jesus said, as a church, as a body of Christ, we can't just run. If somebody comes to you with a need, and I'm not telling you, you have to pay for it, but you need to pray for it. That's just as much currency as anything else. Stay usable. Stay usable. Well, God, I'm no good. We knew that. We knew it. We all are no good. In fact, if there's anybody here perfect, we're going to close our eyes and give you a chance to walk out because I will mess you up. Right? Don't, your perfection will get jacked up because I know something's wrong with me. One of the beautiful things that I've learned, is I know what's wrong with me. I know what's wrong with me. So again, as we say, there are brothers with problems and brothers that know they got problems. I'm a brother that know I got problems. Okay. But this is not about that. And one of the things that we have to work on is not always preaching about, I got haters, I got haters. Listen, if you're a Christian, we already knew that. There's a devil that hates you. Quit talking about the people that don't like you. Start preaching the gospel. We, want, we need scriptures. I got real problems. I got real issues. I don't need to worry about your entourage and not liking you no more. It's cool. Hey, listen, listen, since we're all friends here and it's hot. I had uh, 700... Juniors, my second speech. Okay? You see me, I got the towel flowing. Three people on the front row in the gym had their headphones on while I was talking. Something came over me, and I don't know if it was the heat. I never do this. Normally I just ignore them and I speak to who's willing to hear. I couldn't. I walk right up to them. I say, wouldn't it be great if when you talk, somebody listen to you someday. When he, and you can see them slowly. I said, wouldn't it though, when you told them your problems, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? And God said, back up. I said, what? you've been warned. It's just simply. You can see people like, okay, he's crazy now. Right? Like, like he got problems, right? And you see how much shorter I got? From y'all like now, from up there, that's what happened. I came down off the thing and was like, and they were like, well, he ain't that big, though. He ain't that big. They sizing me up. But one of the things, too, we want to be heard, but we don't want to listen. Silent and listen is the exact same word. Man, if you knew what my problem, is, somebody here that, man, I can't wait for if they could hear our whole story, if they could hear everything that we've been through. I, I mean, if they could hear our whole thing, our whole story, you know what power that would bring if they could hear your whole story, but you got to tell it. I can't tell yours for you. You have to tell it. We were sitting there, and we were sitting there on, on Friday, and Miss Jessica's here, and her family's here, and Cornel's here, and, and, and just is talking about Johnny, like, it's like, man, I was here. I filmed here. I thought I thought that dude was here watching me. I thought it was here. Y'all yeah, was like, well, I know spiritually. I thought he was here. And one of the things we have to do is be obedient all the time. Because we never know who's watching. Right? We got to stay usable. We got to stay usable. So, so uh, again, so God says, do that. And he says, Stop sending your problems away and start feeding your spirit so that you don't have to run from them. You will have a word for it. Well, my kids won't act right. Okay, then have a word for them. And then have a word with them. And then watch God move on your behalf. Again, if we're not facing the problems, if we're running from problems, quit praying for power. God can't trust you with it. Stay usable. There are some talented people not serving God. Gifted, but prodigal. They're out. For whatever reason, they're out. Look, they hurt my feelings. You're supposed to be serving God, not man. Amen. Amen. There you go. See, this is that's just that's my, that's my bad. I said I was gonna tell you and say it. That's on me. Okay, and so when I know that it is God that I'm serving, so we couldn't. And this takes me here. I'm gonna say something that take that I'm still learning to do, and that's uh, I'm still learning this one. Um, if somebody takes advantage of us, they didn't because it was God using us, not people. God said I was using you; they weren't. I, I'm now. I sound holy, right? I don't like it. I could have. I I could got popsicles with that money we gave him. I could have done something else with it. Anything. Dropped it, and God says, "I'm using you. You want to get mad at me? Am I taking advantage of you?" So whatever God has called us to do, He says that I want you to stay usable. Stay available. I need you to stay usable. I need you to do it. So multitude, he blessed it. He breaks it. He hands it to the disciples because I need you to be a part of, of what I'm doing. I don't need I, you. Look, he took what wasn't enough in the eyes of the disciples and made it more than enough. If you don't believe you're enough, take yourself to God. Let him bless you. And here's the key part. And break you. Because you can't be passed out until you're broken. I don't like to be broken. Well, I don't know how you eat eggs because they can't get right to you. Break them. Right? Right? And if you break something, you break it. You can be, it can be used. I mean, what are you stuck in? What, what is hard to let go? What is that one thing? God wants to break it so he can use it and he can bless everyone around you. God, if my heart was real again, this is one that popped up on me. I didn't even think about this because I thought about, uh, the fact, of, and while I was speaking, in the middle of I'm speaking, this is the thing, right? There's a difference between a, a motivational speaker and a pastor, and I'm both. Here I pastor. There's a whole different thing. There I motivational speak as a preacher. So I, I don't, I don't give you a motivational speech. It, it doesn't do you, it doesn't do me any good to give you a motivational speech. Right. And I don't know if this was in any other culture. I know the black culture. This was a big thing. People go to church, shout. You ask them, how was church? It was good. Follow up question. What was it about? I have no idea. Oh, man, it was good. Pastor preach. What did he preach about? I don't know. So they had inspiration, but no information. They were inspired, but there was nothing there to live on Monday. Maybe not even after dinner. They were, they were, they were hollowed up, but they were hollow in. Which created a Halloween. But listen, that's just that's it's not. And so one of the things you do, what, what happened was, and, and then in that same speech where I went off on the, I didn't go off on them, but you know, these little girls came up to me, and said, You a preacher. Like, like they did, they come up to you, you preach. You preach. It's like four girls. They can, you. were in my face like this. If anyone from a distance thought they were little girls trying to fight me, because you preach, I, can, I knew it. I go, yeah, yeah. They brought the preacher to your school, <laughs> and then I had to, you know. I hope them ain't your friends. I hope they are. They go, no, I knew it. We could tell. We could tell. We could tell. The spirit, there's something on you. We could tell the way you said it, the way you talk, the way you talk. And I don't think I talk, I, I don't talk like this. But they said, I, I could tell. See, when your spirit is right, if, if this word is complicated for you, all you have to do is be prayed up before you get here. And God will untangle whatever you're not hearing. One of the good things about, and the Rita and I, the, the five, Rita, Rita's a teacher. She's gonna, she's gonna teach you. Step by step, right? I like the, let's ride in the car together. Pastor Rita wants to give you the map and GPS. I'm like, no, at the gas station, you make the right. We're going to get over here. And when the Holy Spirit hits you here, that you park down. Right? Pastor Rita's like, well, see, here's how the spirit of God works with you. And, and God loves you. and He, You know, you could just feel like it's just like, like, like butter. But I'm bringing garlic, like, uh. Press garlic and there is an understanding of of a spiritual flow because in order to stay usable when things you feel like people are using you but it's really God that has called you to be there for them he's blessing you he's blessing them by breaking you I know it's not popular amen See, because we don't want to hear that stuff. God, get that person away from me. Get them away. Why do you make me be nice to them? Why do I have to? Y'all know them. God said, go on, love them anyway. Not today. See, then you can't wear your Jesus shirt on certain days. Because that ain't the day you want to be Jesus like. You want to be Jesus light. Light on Jesus. Okay, but, but here's what we're doing. This is, this is a really good message. I need to stay on point, okay? Uh, and so he's not this. He showed the disciples that there is power with what was available. With what's available? Who you are right now. There's power in you right now to be who you are. And for, for what God wants to do, the power is available. Look at it. Two fish. Five loaves of bread. That's you. That's you. You to dinner right now. Quit waiting until you get smarter. Quit waiting until you know Greek and Hebrew. Quit waiting until you know more prayers. Quit waiting until you know more scriptures. And let God use your two-piece fish dinner right now. See, because by the time you wait to become what you think you need to become to be used by God, you will be stale in what God gave you the first time. Remember, what you have now was once a miracle you prayed to get. So Jesus took the lunch that wasn't enough. You may not make enough. Take that. Bless it. Give it to Christ. You may not be enough. Take that. Bless that. Give it to Christ. I wish I'd have finished more schooling. Take the schooling that you did finish. Bless it. Give it to Christ and let him break it. He'll pass that out. He'll give you places. He'll put you in positions that says that you shouldn't even be qualified to have because he blessed it. He broke it. He put you there. Right, quit waiting for you to do it. It's in, in, in the time you went with me to Washington D.C. Never forget it. We're up there speaking. They didn't tell me on the panel. All the people on the panel were PhDs, wrote books on how to work with kids, and they had they had already decided to vote to let me go first. And then they didn't know that. Then they called Pastor Rita up. What you talk? Five, ten minutes? I went ninety. She went 10 and they flocked to her like it was, man, like she took over. They were like, woo, that was good. I was, like, I was up there for 90. <laughs> I was up there for 90. I said, I was up there going there for 90. She got 10 while y'all up there on her. I was up there for 90 minutes. And so I was like, Get whatever whatever. And then the other people who were supposed to come up there didn't want to go. Didn't want to go. We didn't, we ain't wrote a book. We don't have a PhD, but we have the Holy Spirit and we're blessed by the hand of God. And let to tell you something again, we're, we're again, and I'm telling, I'm not telling you, I'm not downgrading education. I'm not downgrading that. What I am doing is upgrading prayer and belief in God. You can't come here. If we're going to be the hands of God, if people need a hug, we need people to hug them. We are God's hand. Right? We gotta be, we gotta stay usable. Okay? So he took that lunch, he did it. Whatever we have from God will always become enough under the presence of a grateful heart. On a grateful heart, you know? And that's that's part of it. Like, uh, all of us who, who were parents, that first child, man, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what are we going to do with it? You know, you're going to love it first because that's what's love it. You're going to love your child. And you're going to be a blessing to that child. And then God's going to take over from there. Well, I don't think we, did anybody have enough money when you had a child? I was like, when we make enough money, I'm going to have, but then that other one come up. Now what? Because it's amazing. Once the, once the fruit train rolling, you know, we got more. And then that third one was like, we don't have enough. (laughs) Right? But our God is more than enough. He's El Shaddai. He's the God that's more than enough. And then when we got out there, if we'd have chased the dollar instead of chasing the presence, we'd have been more lost. Because the presence of God is what fulfilled more than that. What happens is, is that the difference is, it's when you're in a secret place, as I read earlier, when you're in that secret place of the most high, you don't need things to make you feel in place. See, you'll waste your money spending trying to feel like you belong somewhere when said in a secret place. God tells you you already belong to me. You ain't got to go where the latest stuff. I got you. Okay, we'll keep going. Give thanks for it, for what is little in your hands and watch God turn it into more than enough in his hands. Being ungrateful will lead to not trusting God to be faithful. When we remember the the very thing that we are calling not enough was once an answer prayer. The miracle of feeding the multitude was produced by a boy that was not counted. Think about that. You may have been dismissed by others. But you're the one that God wants to use to bring food to people that have not been fed. You may be the youngest in the family. But God wants to use you to bring spiritual food. Right? You may be the one that's never been heard, never been talked to, never been brought up, never felt like you was big enough, never felt like you was tall enough, I'm describing myself. But you're the one that God's going to use to be the voice for the family. In fact, Jesse only brought out the sons that looked big enough to the prophet. He didn't bring out the one son who was called. He brought out these look like kings. These look like. It's a lot of things that look like that ain't real like. Right? And they have the suit up, but they don't know how to show up. And when the fight broke out, all of them lookalikes was hiding behind their fears. They look like it. They got the look, but they didn't have the heart. God is asking us to grow into those places, grow into the things that God has called us to do. So he wants us to do that. And the miracle of feeding that multitude is saying, we got to be able to be in that place. So Jesus fed them according to the Lord's prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. John 635, oh, another one. He said, if you anyone thirsty, anyone hunger, come to me and they'll never hunger again. You'll never hunger again coming to Jesus. Pastor, I don't believe that. If I didn't eat the rest of the day, I'll be hungry. That's not the hunger we're talking about. See, because you can be fed physically and be still starving spiritually. What if you read the Bible and served God as much as you ate? Instead of just praying over every meal, read a scripture with every meal. How about this? Every different type of dish on the meal... Have a verse for it. Yo, chicken, have a verse. Sides. Soda. Have a verse. Let's say, God, let me give you more than what I take in. Let me be someone that you can use as as your verses come to me. So he does that. Listen to this, Mark chapter 10, verse 49 through 42. He's way too excited. And hey, listen, clock people. Y'all better have it because there's nothing up there for to control this. So okay, so whatever. It says it, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now listen, if he's blind, why is Jesus asking him what does he want? He's blind. What do you want? How many of y'all have got smart aleck with Jesus? Come on, I think I'm going like... But he couldn't do that because he's blind. He can't do that. <laughs> he can't go. I mean, where are you going to do it to? He could be like. I'm just, I'm, but I mean, he's blind. <laughs> he's blind. Jesus said, what do you want? And you got to understand that just because you have a need, that don't mean Jesus is going to just do it. He said, you have not because you ask not. What do you want? And what you're going to do with it when you get it? Here's the deal, right? This man had several miracles, right? He gets up, he jumps up, and he says, come here, and he jumps up, and he throws off his coat. That was his start of his miracle. Blind people don't throw their stuff around wildly like that, because they place it so they can get back to it. They place it with the mentality, since I'm going to stay blind, let me stay blind, let me do things like a blind person. But he jumped up and threw off his coat, because he ain't going to be blind no more. You got to start out there. His blindness stopped right there. He threw the coat off. He said, I, "I'll be able to find that because I'm going to be able to see when I get back from Christ." Right? And it's like, like, oh my gosh! Look, he's already been healed. He's throwing his coat off. Some of us we've been placing our past too close so we can get back to it. Right? Be free. Be free. He placed it, and he gets over there, and, and, and then, then he gets healed. He's, he can see, but the other cool thing is he threw the coat off because the coat had two meanings. The coat also was a beggar's coat. So he threw it off because I'm not going to need this as my provision anymore. So sometimes even though we got rid of the past, we still keep the things that the past provided. We keep the hustle. We keep the mentality that how we got over, the manipulation of how we got over. And so we keep that thing. And so as long as you got the beggar's coat on, you're going to still be blind. So the worst thing to do is not have vision. And so he threw his coat off. I thought, oh, look at the blind man go. And so when you understand the details of the Bible, you got to jump up with that thing. You pray for God. Okay, now I believe it's happening. Now I'm going to walk it out. I'm going to walk this out. This blind man jumps up. Look at the faith that he had. It was blind Bartimaeus. He was screaming out to God. Oh, Jesus, son of the living God, have mercy on me. Like, come help me. He's like, have mercy on me, son of the living God. Have mercy on me. He's listening. When, when he was praying that prayer, he was like, and they were telling him, be quiet, be quiet. I'm blind. You shut up. Go see somewhere. I'm blind. I'm screaming. They were trying to get him to quiet down. How many know when it comes time you done had enough, you done had enough. Get up and scream like you done had enough. Like it can't be like you can't shut me up. What? You don't just shut me in. It like you don't be too loud in church. Y'all giggling in church. Stop, stop. Get in with us. (laughs) You know I want to say get out. But get in with us. Understand why we loud. Understand why we loud. Come find out what Jesus did for us. See, I got memories that nobody can take away. I got memories of a good God. I got memories of the mercy and grace of God. I got memories. So, so for some of y'all that weren't here for the worship, I got to read this to you. got to let me go and read this to you because this is my stuff right here, my jam. I got my stuff. I got to give you the stuff that for Johnny's stuff that I that, that I can make now. I got to you that because. That was Anyway, okay, listen to this. We read this in during worship, and I know you can make it, but, but just act like we just finished singing. It says, you must stay long enough in the secret place to create a memory and not still thinking about your problem. So if you only pray long enough to still be thinking about your problem, you didn't stay long enough to create a memory about how God has already answered problems before. Satan cannot steal your memories. That was the secret revealed in the sensational return of the prodigals to his father's house. His money was stolen. His friends were gone. His self-confidence was shattered, but his memories remained. Because remember, remember he said, my father got food. I'm living like somebody who's a, my father got this. I remember. Don't y'all remember? You remember when God saved you? Remember how free you were? Don't you remember when you used to witness to people? Remember when you just trust God? Remember that? Remember you were real about God? Remember that? Remember, you weren't questioning what God had got. Why am I in this? Why am I like God? Thank you for this. Still being here. Remember, remember, you remember. <laughs> memory is the miracle magnet attracting you back to your father's house, memory is the gift from God linking you to the to your restoration. Memory is the catalyst for repentance. You will only return to the place of pleasure. It's my secret place. God, I gotta hide under your shadow because when I get out there in the open there's too much stuff out there hitting me. When- You remember? <laughs> remember we didn't need batteries. <laughs> remember how you were in love? Remember how you fell in love? Now, now, again, we got people. I fell out of love. No, no, no. You remember? We need friends. We need people around us. All we needed was us. Now you remember. I'll take care of through sickness and do th- through, through through good times to bad times. Sickness and uh, you remember. So blind Bartimaeus jumps up, he's screaming, and he ain't going to let anyone take his shout away. Don't ever let anyone take your shout away. Don't let anyone take your shout away. You you in public, you feel like praising God, you praise God. The deal is, if you're hanging around people that you have to quiet down what you believe about, that's not a friend. When you feel uncomfortable talking about Jesus around them, you're not around friends. And then you have to be more careful about what you say around them, but they're not careful about what they say around you. You're the doormat. That is not a friendship. Because they have no problem offending you. Amen. Choose you this day who you will serve. Stay usable. Stay usable. His leftovers. His leftovers. So God will provide his leftovers. So we don't have to keep our own. First, Jesus told Bartimaeus to go your way. Then Bartimaeus followed Jesus. He made Jesus' way his own way and was a follower of him. Bartimaeus must have figured out, now that I have my sight, I always want to look upon Jesus. Once he got his miracle, he said, that's the way I'm going. The first thing I can see, now again, he had to physically see, was the way Jesus. So that's what I'm going to follow. Why would I go anywhere else? Why would I take my gift from God and go use it with anything else? Why would I take my blessing, my miracle of God, and go serve it other places? The gift, it did not matter. They, they were asking me, hey, 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 miss, hey, hey, Tori, you, you wanna stay? It was Thursday. They said, you want to stay another day? I go, no, man. I got family I gotta go see. I got family. I gotta go see. I got. I got. I got. I got family. I gotta go see on Friday. I, I can't stay here. Well, it, it'll be paying more. No, it won't. No, it won't. We got home. Our, the AC was out. Upstairs AC. First world problems. <laughs> right? Because after a while, you're thinking like, it ain't all out, but it was still 80 degrees in there. Y'all know anger will make you forget that you're saved, <laughs> and heat. He does. He just make it quiet, just. And for me, I ain't got nothing to catch it. I was just boiling just in the house, just cooking, just looked like uh, fresh shrimp or, you know, just. And, and it was part of it. And God say, isn't it good that something is still working? It's hard to receive. Let's not get up here and act like, yeah, it is. It took 20 of those. It took 20 of those. But God is saying, there's something in you that still works. You're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. You still work. You're still good enough. You still, I I need you. I need you to be you. I need you to survive. I need you to be this. So Bartimaeus followed in the way of Christ. He did that. And God provided the leftovers. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13 through 17. Y'all know what? Y'all not going to help me with the time. Okay, I'm good. Okay. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And having done everything to stand, stand firm. Then, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness arrayed and with your feet fitted with man, fitted hit me on the video. Fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In addition in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with, with, with which, which you can extinguish all the flame and arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You got to take that. But let me tell you the one that got me on the video. Because when you hear the video, when it says your feet are fitted with the readiness. I'm the youngest in my family. I got hand-me-down shoes that were still too big. That man socks in the front, feet in the back. And you, you ever walk with shoes too big? They flop around, bozo nothing, Toro the clown right here, baby. My feet are fitted, quit wearing somebody else's shoes about you. God got fitted shoes for you. He's got fitted life for you. He got a fitted compliment. He said you were you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You still trying to fit into what somebody else's opinion about you? I don't fit like little Marty right there. Marty say I'm doing amazing. Man, y'all wear too many other people's clothes. Jared got some cool boots that I bought that he don't wear, and I tried to get into them boots red Timberlands. Justice got them down, just in case you're looking for them. They size 12. They bozo look on me. You know how big Timberlands are. I used to man, I can get away with this. I can speak in this. I can, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to wear, but what did, what did David say to Saul? I can't wear your armor. Your armor got you in it. You know how most people get sucked into ungodly stuff? The beat. The music, the beat. You're bobbing, and then they got a spirit behind it. There's a rhythm to it. There's a rhythm to the word of God. There's a rhythm to it. And then when you got the nature of the spirit of God that's there to bless you, then you grow from it. But if you get caught up in the beat, they can say whatever they want to. That gets into your hearing. I'm just not going to wear nobody else's shoes. I can buy my own fitted you've been fitted with the gospel of peace you ain't got to wear somebody else you ain't got listen here's what I mean by this quit waiting for people to treat you right for you to have peace put your own shoes put your, put, put your shoe on you fit it I don't know how I'm gonna get this back on did you, did you see that I got I got not you there she's got my fix stuff I'll work it out I can slip back in there. <laughs> you fit it. You fit it. And you have to stay fitted because if you're wearing somebody else's shoes, they're going to come to get them. Or are they worn out. Right? you wearing worn old shoes with a hole in the bottom of it. But y'all too rich for me. You ain't never put sh- newspaper in the bottom of your shoe, put the little tongue from another shoe over that shoe. Y'all ain't live like that. And I couldn't wait to buy my own shoes. That's why we got so many of them, eh? Yeah? I used to wear somebody else's shoes. I didn't want to dress pair. They were plastic. They were 100% plastic. But they looked good. And my parents was these parents. We lived two and a half miles from our high school. So we walked. Love it. And I'd say after baseball practice, I'd been dressed up that day. For pep rallies, there was about 10 of us who wore suits to every pep rally to support the team in the school. We were spirit leaders, okay? We were, that, we were that group. We wanted to look like owners. That was our deal, okay? Told my mom after baseball practice, hey mom, practice just in it. I'm on my way, right? I'm gonna get a shower and then y- okay, I'm on my way, baby. Y'all know how them folks that pick you up like that? They hadn't moved. Getting the keys now? Nothing. I make it. I had to take the shoes off halfway home. They were so little. It was too little. They didn't fit. and I had to take them off. By the time I got home, my feet was just massive. I've tried to walk in somebody else's shoes. Let me tell you, it's uncomfortable. The reason why faith is uncomfortable because you're trying to do it like somebody else do it. And God says do it like the word of God says to do it. Because I got you fitted. I got you right here. I got the right shoe for you. I got the right walk for you. I got the right peace for you. And quit leaving your peace with other people. The Bible says, take your peace with you when people don't receive you. See, we let people that reject us and then we still think about, why did they do that to me? Why don't they like me? Why don't they? Uh, man, I ain't leaving my peace there. And when let me leave. I'll be getting my stuff like a, you know how you take a home a plate of food that you didn't pay all for it. But come on. You know, you piling it up, get the foil paper, get that good foil paper. You ever done that? You ever done? You ever hide the good foil paper from people, relatives that want to take too much food home? Yeah, I did it all the time. Then you let them try to put all that gravy on there with a napkin to hold it. Crazy. God has got you fitted to serve and be a blessing to one another. In the minute you don't use that fit for God you will end up wearing somebody else's shoe and you'll be so busy trying to please them. You won't even think about pleasing God, right? Cause wait, look, look at me, look at me where your stuff. And God says, I got something better for you than that. I don't have to fit in your opinion. I know I'm not like other preachers. I know I'm not. I, I know it. God didn't call me to be like them. He didn't call Pastor Rita to be like them. He didn't call you to be like any other church. He called you to be like who he called you to be like right and if you try to wear my gear and you say you're only gonna sleep four hours a night and you're gonna get up here and you're gonna run three miles and pray over the church and change out the water that's what people say that's what my great nephew was like oh you don't don't nobody tell you what to do all them people tell me what to do every person you saw walk through that church tells me what to do that's how it works really yeah and whatever they need you got to go get it so let's go get this water We got to take in all the water? Yeah. Got to do it. That means what God says, be a servant. Don't be a selfish. Be a servant. Okay, stay usable. Okay, let me finish off this thing. The armor of God isn't a spiritual outfit. It is a daily lifestyle for believers. See, one time you hear armor of God, people think, okay, I got to put my shield on. Why was it off? What did you strip down for like you were going to wake up tomorrow? It's a lifestyle, right? I don't have to get up and put this stuff on. Like, I ain't got to put my joy. It's there. Right? Right? It's fit it. You ever had something hard? You have a shirt that's too little and you're trying to get it off? You ever trying to get your hand through there? God's got to fit it for him. Quit taking that stuff off because you're having a bad day. I must not have faith. Let me take my shield off. I mean, you crazy. You know how many arrows coming at you? You don't wake up without that. When we understand that it is a lifestyle, the day of evil can only catch us in the midst of fellowshipping with God and not having a response to a negative situation. See, if I only pray because things are bad, I will not pray because God is good. Right. I pray because God is good, not because things are bad. And now when the bad thing showed up because I'm with my good God, that bad thing can't overwhelm me. Right? I can't do that. I can't be like, oh, it's time to pray. It's done got that back. It's time to pray. Time. It never should have ended. See, I said today, I said, I can't scream. I can't scream because I got no voice. God says, listen, listen, if you gave it up for them people, you better give it here. Were you sowing that voice that I gave you? I gotta go. I gotta go to work. <laughs> I mean, I want God to have it. Because if God don't have it today, I won't have it tomorrow. And just because He blessed me with it yesterday, and I don't use it for Him today, if I stay home, honey, my throat's scratching. That is not how God works. I really don't like walking off this stage. I really just. It's just something that dilutes. <laughs> Literally, prayer is about the goodness of God, not about the criticalness of your situation. Literally, prayer should be a believer's daily flow. Feeding the multitudes and healing the blind was part of Jesus' overflow. Flowed from his daily fellowship with his father. Amen. Amen. You guys bow your heads as us pray. For hey, letting me get loose. Now, as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together, running over. Running over. There's an overflow about you. And maybe in the eyes of people, you're disqualified. But in the eyes of God, you're more than qualified. Just be available. Just be available. God, I don't know how you're going to use me. I don't know how you're going to do this when I've been through so much. Everybody else has told me what I'm not. I don't know how you're going to use me. And God says, I am the potter. If I can just get you to be clay. If I can, can you just be clay? Can you just be there? If you could just be there, I can shape. I can mold. I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to be all those things. I just need you to be there. I just need you to be present. I just I just need you to let me show you what you are. In my hands, what you are, no man has ever seen. They, I, they, that's why they say you can't be nothing, because they don't know what I can do with you in my hands. They've misunderstood how I created the world. They think the world is billions and billions of years old. It's not. I did it in six days. I just have eternal hands that touch ground. I have hands that create years that no man has ever seen. I got hands that I can put on you that you have not seen. You've been broken for so long. But if you would let my hands shape you, if you will let me fit that heart for where it belongs. And all the times that you served it out there, there were all the people who left it. You've been stuck with this anger. You've been stuck with this bitterness. You've been stuck with this fight and this battle about you. And you've called it your stepping stone. But remember, if you remember that hurt more than you do my promise, it's a tombstone. So, Father, we thank you. We get up from there. I can't, I can't, I can't ever, Lord, I can't please my earthly father. I can't do it. I've tried. They are never satisfied with what I do. But, Lord, I come to you. That you said, when my mother and my father forsake me, you'll never leave me or forsake me. I come to you, Lord God, because there seems to be nothing I can do right for them. But I come to you because in your eyes, you said that while I was yet a sinner, you died for me. Told me, Lord God, it was my bad that made me, made you do so much good. Was your will, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, I thank you for it. I thank you for each and every person in this room. They came in here thought they were unusable. I thank you that today that ends. Right now, that ends. Hey, just come in and just say, God, thank you. Mold me, shape me. I want to be what you've called me to do. I've been trying to fit into somebody else's identity about me. I've been trying to squeeze into somebody else's time. But Lord God, I know you've made a time for me. You said I go away to prepare a place for you. Not somewhere I got to squeeze in. I got to get people to like me. I got to get people to want me. I don't have to squeeze into their time. You prepared a place for me, Father. I thank you for that. My own room. I got my own room. I can decorate it the way I want to, the way you call me to decorate it. I'm going to do that, God. So, Father, we receive that as men and women of God in power. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. I am, uh...